The Athletic. Hello, I'm Adam Hurry, and what you're about to hear is pure cliches. A few minutes we think perfectly encapsulates the essence of our podcast. So whether you're a first-time listener or a 200-plus episode stalwart, we hope you enjoy us discussing just what constitutes dreamland, the precise definition of a solo effort, and a quite ludicrous bit of egg-based football speak from Pierre-Emil Hoiberg. Let's stick with a European theme. Dave, this is from listener Alex Skinner, who noted the BBC Live Blog's headline during uh, West Ham's glorious win at Lyon in the second leg. Uh, the headline read as follows. European quarterfinal, Leon nil, West Ham 3, Hammers in Dreamland. So this was mid-game. Uh, Jared Bowen had put them 3-0 up after 48 minutes. Alex Skinner simply asks, at what point does it become Dreamland? It's a very specific thing, I think, Dreamland, because it, it's not something, despite the name, that happens pre-game. You can't be in Dreamland, despite the fact you may be dreaming. It doesn't happen after the game, even though your dreams may have been realised. So what is Dreamland? You know what? I think this is... Pretty good. A pretty good sort of bar for it is yeah. being three 0 up in a European quarterfinal, or, or just being th- like being unexpectedly far in the lead in in a game of significance. Mm. Games that come to mind when I'm thinking of Dreamland is England Germany five one. Yeah. Even even before we got to five. At what point? Like, uh, yeah. At what point did it become uh, Dreamland? When three? when, Mo- when four when, one. I think. When Motti did that, this is getting better and better yeah. and better. Yeah. I, I think it's it's just it's it's like the goal that takes it from mm. being oh got a good solid lead here looking good to being oh my god I've got another one. We're definitely one. winning here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do think time is important. I, I think it happening reasonably early. Yes, it, that's a proper dream. That because then it is like I just can't believe this is you know we're only half an hour or forty odd minutes in and we're already. Like this is just that feels very dreamy to me. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be super early. You don't have to sort of race into a three nil lead, but if if you get it before the hour mark, um, and I was going to say I say three nil is dreamland territory, given all the other factors into consideration. You don't want it to be too early because it becomes it becomes you know absurd. But any later than that, into the kind of final throes of the game, you don't get that kind of basking in the glory of it, passing around going, what is happening here? I don't get mm. it. And, and it's also, that's cake icing territory, isn't it? And uh, those, that's a very separate thing. But I think, mm. I, think, I think we're right. Dave's nailed the vibe here completely. It has to be, Charlie, a, a team who, who wouldn't have thought they could be in this situation. Hence, hence indeed, Dreamland. Oh, yeah, and- absolutely. I mean, yeah, City being 3-0 up at home against Watford, that is not <laughs> Dreamland. <laughs> I can imagine. No. That's <laughs> very much reality. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I get it, it's in the. I'd love to you know, know the tipping point of, for this. I'd really love to know. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, and it, it's beyond their wildest expectations. Could, I think that's that's Dreamland. Could therefore any big six club be in Dreamland in any situation? I think Can't. if if yeah, I think if City were three 0 up in a Champions League final early, yes. not having won it before, is it Dreamland? Mm. Is I think it? Yeah. it would be. It lacks yeah, the innocence that Dreamland needs. <laughs> I mean, I think the level of the opposition might come into it. Like, mm-hmm. if they were 3-0 up against Real Madrid or Bayern Munich or... Yeah. You know, yeah. or even Liverpool, really. Yeah. I mean, well, were Liverpool in Dreamland when they were 3-0 up against City at half-time at the weekend? Probably Ooh, not, though. Well, well, maybe. It was close, but not, not I quite. See, yeah, I don't yeah. think that's... I don't think they're enough of an underdog there. Yeah. Ideal or, land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just executed really well, land. <laughs> It's a very precise thing. I, 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 I put it to our listeners that the big six clubs could never be in dreamland, mm. although it, it's, it's 
Oh, it's, it's, it's touch and go. This one, this one's great. This is from Eddie Rose, who has pointed me towards a very heartwarming, wholesome piece of in-house club video content. This is um, a small gaggle of Spurs players joining Son Heung-min to try some staples of Korean barbecue. And uh, Eric Dyer gets involved, has a great time. Hugo Lloris enjoys a bit of steak, blah de blah blah And uh, Pierre-Emil Huyberg gets stuck into some Gyeran Jim, which is a Korean steamed eggs. It's a bit like a souffle, basically. And uh, when asked for his opinion on some Gyeran Jim, he answers in the most footballer way possible. Oh, this is very nice as well. Gyeran Jim, you like that? Wow. Like, no disrespect to egg. Yeah. But I'm surprised how yeah. flavoury it is. Yeah, it's well seasoned, right? <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to egg! <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect <laughs> to um, and, and this is a, a maybe I'm picking on someone's talking the second language here, but also it's egg, not eggs. No, don't, not it's not no disrespect to egg. It's the concept egg. of egg. Egg. Yeah, either the concept of egg or that specific egg. Does he not also gesture towards what was presumably an egg on the table? It's like yeah. like he was directly addressing that particular egg. No disrespect, <laughs> mate, but this is delicious. I think when you call it egg and not eggs, that's when you start to think of it in the in the context of of cooked egg yeah. as, as a mass, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. rather yeah. than an object, um, which I, don't, I actually think makes it better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no disrespect to the concept of cooked congealed egg, but <laughs> all credit to egg. Yeah. <laughs> All credit to it. <laughs> take the egg to take the hat off to itself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I love it. I've listened to it so many times and it just gets better every single time. And the only person that cracks up in this video is the Korean food expert they've got who just absolutely bends over double. <laughs> uh, Pierre-Emil Hoiberg showing no disrespect to egg. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love football and I love the way they talk. It's fantastic. Ah. Listener Tom Gregory contacted me with an urgent inquiry on Saturday evening after Italy's edgy win over Austria at Wembley. And he questioned the BBC's description of Federico Chiesa's deadlock breaker as an individual goal, Dave. I mean, let's, ta- let's tackle this first. I mean, you're aware of the goal itself. Very, very nicely brought down and taken, sort of a very sort of little Dennis Bergkamp, wasn't it? Mm. But an individual goal? Not having it. No, it's not. It's not an individual goal. It's not a solo effort. No. None of those things. It's no. um, it's a fantastic piece of skill. You can call it a great piece of improvisational skill from Chiesa. Uh, you know, he's he used his head, his left foot, his right foot. It's a it's a fantastic goal, but it's not a solo effort. Mm. You have to you have to beat players to, for that to happen. Surely, you have to be at least one, if not two, or more players. And it has to be movement. You have to you have to cover some ground. Mm. Not, not a solo goal, not an individual goal. When we were talking about excellent work last week, we talked about like progressing the ball up the pitch, and I definitely think that's a big part of a, a solo goal. You can't like, you know, he picked the ball up probably just about, was he in the six yard box or close enough? I mean, that is just completely unacceptable, isn't it? I mean, it's just too fast. Is it excellent work? Chiesa opened the scoring after some excellent work from Federico Chiesa. No, I'm not <laughs> having it. Don't like it. But what, if, what if he'd crossed it? If he'd, if he'd taken it down on his head, knocked it with his right foot, dinked it over the box for him immobile to score would it have been immobile tapped in after excellent work from Chiesa oh, it would have been so close but again as James says it requires some ball progression up the field mm. and that and for, as as 
dexterous as that was, I just don't think that qualifies. But um, mm. James' matters were compounded shortly afterwards when Stats Upstarts Who Scored tweeted this out. Head, right foot, left foot. A perfect hat trick of touches all in one goal. Well, that's no. absolute. That's absolute no. nonsense. If uh, he's not headed it, he's faced it. He hasn't like headed the ball down. It's hit him in the face mm. and fallen to the floor. Mm, completely. That's not one. That isn't a thing. And two, he hasn't headed it. Yeah. Okay. I well. Oh. I mean, I, I don't agree with the perfect hat trick of touches thing. That's obviously nonsense. Mm. But I think if you face it, that still counts. It's still your head, isn't it? Your face is your head. <laughs> I, I think if, so, if if someone walks Dave, if someone walks up to you in the pub and yeah. punches you in the face, <laughs> yeah. you don't say someone punched me in the head. You say He's, they punch you. That's specify they punched you in the face. <laughs> yeah, but he tried to head it, and it still. I think it would count. Like if you went up for a header hmm. and you won the ball, but it hit you in the face, but you won the ball, you'd, you that would count. Who scored would te- would put that down as winning an aerial duel. I think. <laughs> I think that the ball hitting you in the face, it's a lottery, isn't it? Famously. It could go, you know, you've got all the features there, it could go anywhere. We're, we're, you we're, can't purposely control the ball with your face. We're focusing on the wrong niche here. We're focusing far too much <laughs> on the wrong niche here. The niche we're talking about is what constitutes an individual slash solo goal, or, Dave, as you say, effort, which is a, it has to be a solo effort. Um, asked our listeners, as we always do, and here we go, Marco J says, you must go past two players at least, and ideally into the area Best if an obvious pass is ignored at some point. I do like that if you have the option to give the ball to someone else, but you don't choose it. So we're on the right tracks here. John Hopkins, the scorer has to beat at least three opposition players from a starting position of 30 yards out. Needs to include slaloming. James, too strict? Uh, Yeah, I'd say so. I don't think you need to to be slaloming necessarily. I I, I would say two players, Mm. um, at least one of them has to be... Sort of like a really sort of unique or a like eye-catching bit of skill. Yeah, I think you know it has to be like a really good dummy or like a sort of quarter or something that like completely flummoxes the defender. Okay. The other one you can just kind of ghost past. That's fine. Yeah. I think at least one needs to be, you know, like a sort of highlight reel bit of skill. Yeah. John Hopkins had Ryan Giggs in his head there. I I fear. Um, Dave James Lindsay says solo goal needs the player to be on the ball for a minimum of ten consecutive seconds and beat at least two opposing players. He's introducing a time element That's to this. Way too long. <laughs> <laughs> 10 seconds is a fucking long 10 time. 10 seconds is ages. Yeah, that. I think he's probably just thought 10 seconds. I don't know if he's actually thought about how long 10 seconds is actually in a game there. You're right. It is a long time, isn't it? Because <laughs> there are some players that could probably run, what, half the pitch in 10 mm. seconds easily? Mm. Usain easily. Bolt winning Olympic gold in a fantastic solo effort. <laughs> <laughs> Ben Smith says goes past at least two players and must start run from outside the box. I mean, James, this is a very good point. Location, start, you need to, you need to start from outside the box, don't you, and finish it inside. That's we. That's okay, isn't it? I hadn't thought of the ins- of getting into the boxing, but actually, yeah, I think that's right. I don't, I don't think you'd call like if someone picked the ball up in their own half, took it thirty yards up the pitch, and then scored from like thirty-five yards. I don't think. I don't think that would go down as a solo goal. I think you focus more on the finish than the entire progression of the ball, if you see what I mean. And I think mm. the fact that it was from distance maybe would detract slightly from I can't that. think of any goals that's ever been scored like that, which doesn't help, uh, I have to say. If you've run that far, you're probably going to carry on going and not shoot from 35 yards. I, that's a separate debate, perhaps. And we, that's very Roy of the Rovers goal you've just described. <laughs> Nonetheless, I like these two um, suggestions, Dave. Mouth 11 says a solo goal is scored when the player receives the ball 
and there's no expectation slash concern that a goal will be scored. This is another Ooh, very good, nice little angle. Nice. So you get the ball in a position where the XG is very low, whether you're on BBC or ITV. And <laughs> uh, so that's the that's the seed sown for a solo goal. Happy with that? Yeah, I think that's good. There's a crowd noise thing as well, isn't there, maybe, with a solo goal? Like the, the kind of like crescendo of you know excitement that builds up as the player has the ball. True. I like this final suggestion from Luke. He says, a solo goal, if you shout, go on twice. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah, good nice. yeah. nicely specified the twice as well um yeah very good indeed very good indeed well done everybody i think we've got a lot closer to what constitutes a solo slash individual effort if you enjoyed that little snippet of football cliches make sure to check out our extensive back catalogue of almost 250 episodes of the most niche and obscure football content that still makes perfect sense Just search for Football Clichés on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. The Athletic.